Really Riley? Really Riley? Really Riley? Really Riley? Really Riley? Really Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. Um, welcome back to Really Riley. This is my little corner of the world where... I like to talk about all things real, all things Riley, all the things that are going on with me. It's crazy because I started this podcast like seven years ago, and it really started as just like a one-off project for me. And it was just sort of something that was like a company initiative, and it was just a creative outlet. And now it's become my main form of connecting with you guys since I got let go from my dream job. Um and thank God for it, right? And thank God for you guys. Um, so it's Wednesday. It's Ask Riley Day. And I usually do a bunch of different topics of conversation that you guys ask me because, let's face it, I've been the hot mess express for most of my life. And I think there's a lot of knowledge to be gained from my mistakes. And, you know, I used to always say that I want to change people's lives the way that my mentors changed mine crazy that now like most of those mentors are gone um literally and figuratively but the sentiment still stays the same um so this ask riley a couple of you guys asked some things that were triggering i guess and i know that you guys don't mean it to be triggering so that's not anything against you but I literally sat there for about 30 minutes and toiled as to whether or not I was going to answer some of these questions. And I just, you know, I I have been scared to, but keeping it very real, as we do on Really Riley, I feel like I should. You know, I've talked about this here on the podcast that there's like a lot of things that I'm legally not allowed to say and, you know, I'm not trying to get sued and I'm also not trying to like drudge up unnecessarily old shit. But if it can help somebody else realize that there's a time in life where your dreams shift and change and sometimes the universe knows you better than you do or hears your cries or understands that what you're going through isn't the path for you to be your greatest self anymore. And right now I am on that precipice of doing what I couldn't do before and deciding for me what I'm worth and what I won't go back to ever again. Oof, man, that is a entirely different podcast moment. But today, you guys asked me a couple of questions. <sighs> um, why is this so hard for me? Like, why am I so scared? Like, why am I so nervous? Um, all right, let me start with an easy one because that'll maybe just like smooth me on into this about... Um, what I'm about to get into. Holy crap. Okay. Um, so one of them said, wow. Oh, my video literally just, what the heck? I was videoing this for you guys so you could see my real reactions and the light 
in my ring light because I look like pooty right now, literally just started like flickering. Ooh, oh God, is that a sign from the universe to not do this or a sign from something else to like not be scared? <gasps> Holy shiza, that was freaky. Ooh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad I got that on video. Oh, all right. You know what? It's just going to do this throughout. Is my fucking podcast room ghost? Like, are there ghosts in here? Ooh. Okay. Let me get it together. As if I wasn't fucking scared before. Woo. Uh, okay. Um, whoever you are, friendly ghost, I hope you are friendly. And Lord have mercy, I think I know who that is. Damn. Okay. I'm just going to try to ignore that flickering right now and just get it together. Wow. All right. Um, whew. All right. First ask Riley question that's an easier one so that I can get through this and just chill my nerves. Where is my amethyst? Let me get my amethyst crystal right here and try to get it together. Oh, my God. Like, I'm shaking. Okay. Um, someone said, and I, I printed them out this time because obviously I am using my phone to record because usually I just read them off my phone. Um, what would the Riley before kids be most surprised about the Riley with two kids? So that's a fun question because like, I don't know that I have changed all that much since having kids because I always was one that was like, okay, I am going to still believe in myself, still make time for myself, still do things to better myself and not just put my entire universe into my children because then when they're 18 years old, you got nothing left, right? Or when they go off and they live their own lives, then, you know, you know, it did. I'm sorry, that light is flickering and it's freaking me out. I can't wait for you guys to see this video. Holy crap. Um, but I, I, wow, I gotta get together. That, that scared me so bad. Okay. So I, I probably the person before I, oh my God, I have never, ever, ever stuttered like this on air in 20 years behind a microphone, like ever, not even my first time. So I will get to that question because I think it's a great question, but I think I should probably get to the meat of things. I think that is literally somebody behind that ring light telling me to stop screwing around and just get to it. Okay, so. Okay, so someone, the first question was, did you regret having people from their show at your wedding or so involved in it? Um, so when you get engaged and you've been in radio for a long time, like it's the pinnacle of things. It's like you get to finally share this big happy moment with the audience that has loved you and you've loved them and you've been, you know, through the thick of it together with them and if you guys have been around this podcast for five minutes, you know that I've been through it and you guys have been the ones to get me through it. Um, so of course, sharing your wedding, such a big deal. And for me, I was in a space where the people I was around, I thought things were on the up and up, but let's not mince words here. Like I wasn't naive to everything around me. I wasn't necessarily blindsided by things going south. You know, 
you're not replaceable in radio ever. But I thought I had cemented myself enough through hard work and connecting with you guys and, you know, just going through a lot of shit that I wouldn't have exited the way that I did or had to. Um, so, you know, my wedding was a big piece of the show because it had been a long time since anyone had had anything like that, you know, um, and it, you know, obviously that's the big thing that people, people love weddings. They love love and, you know, they love a coming full circle moment because I was the girl that was tragically dating for years. You know, I was 37 years old when I got engaged. It was like the last couple of years that people think bride is acceptable, which I think is so stupid, but people were excited and it was then and really only then that certain people ended up paying attention to me at all. Like there were certain people that didn't speak to me really at all up until that point when it became a big deal, a bit. And I, I never lost sight of that. I never lost sight of the actions before and during. And, you know, like I am a person that comes from trauma, right? So psychologically from a lot of therapy, you learn that as a kid, when you go through trauma, you learn to like weed people out and you have the sixth sense about people. And from jump, 90% of that situation, I had that sixth sense about. So it was always in the back of my head. So was it devastating when everything went down? Yeah. But was it absolutely shocking? Not really. Um, people show you who you are or who they are and you believe them or you should try. So when my wedding happened, you know, there was a lot of like snafus and there was a lot of like hitches in the road of like rescheduling, uh, you know, due to the pandemic. And then I got pregnant and then it was like, you know, there were problems. And then it was like, there were certain people that seemed as though they were being there for me. You know, it seemed as though they were, you know, the, you know, the family type and they're just going to be there to guns a blazing if anybody messes with you. And on the outside, it looked that way. You know, I mean, people at my like tastings, you know, like the, the final tastings for the food, the ring light is going crazy again, friends. Like this is freaking me out. I need a new ring light or I need to just sage the shit out of this podcasting room, but I'm going to get it together and answer these questions. Holy crap. Um, but yeah, there were people that were really, really involved and they would have been more involved had I let it happen. But there was always something in the back of my head. Like there were people that I knew in the industry that they had their, you know, people from the show in their wedding, you know, and they fell out and the show was, is that that show is no more from this friend. And like, they had to like edit them out of wedding photos. I was like, I'm not going to do that shit. Like, no. And it's always this thing of like, oh, we're family, we're family, you know, in the radio environment. And it's 99% never like that. So I chose to have certain things involved. And if you guys were around at that time, you know, like what things were involved and what weren't. And 
I just remember thinking like, I don't want to have to edit out wedding photos. I don't want to have to edit like wedding video stuff, you know, because that was the biggest thing to me that I, those are the only tangible memories you really keep besides like your dress and your rings and whatever. Like those are the visual and audio things that you can actually like keep. So I didn't want to have to think of them in a bad way. You know, like I was saying something to somebody the other day that's getting married and she's in radio and I, you know, was saying like, you know, enjoy that shit right now. Like, don't think about anything else. This is your moment. This is your time. This is like such a big thing. And I felt like I would have felt so sad if my situation wasn't in a good place during that time. So I'm grateful for that part. So when you say like, do I regret having them involved? Not at the time I didn't, you know, obviously, because I did, you know, but I wanted it to be this beautiful shareable like thing and this inspirational thing, you know, because my husband was the first thing I ever truly manifested. So I wanted it to be at all costs, like special on the air and off the air. And obviously that was the a big chunk of my life, radio and my show and everything I put into it. So at the time I did what I wanted, what I thought was right, you know, and I, what I thought was going to make everything okay and kosher and whatever at the time. It seemingly was. There were shining moments from this person during that time that I, you know, maybe we'll still always think of fondly, but your girl sees you now, boo. Um, I don't regret happy moments with anyone, even if the intention there on the other side wasn't genuine because I was giving my whole heart to that in so many hopes that things would have ended differently. That I wanted to show that person that, as you guys have heard this story, the 23 is my year to be Jordan story, that I wasn't trying to take anything. I wasn't trying to overshadow anything. I wasn't trying to be better than or bigger than I wanted to be a part of. And at that time, for the first time in a long time in that situation, I was. So I can't say that I regret it because I will always think of that time as such a special, special time. Such a beautiful, pivotal moment in my life. And nothing made it shitty that day or that time. You know, like I had the dream that I wanted during a time that's so fleeting. I always tell people during their wedding times, like enjoy every fucking second of it. So do I regret that? Um, no, I can't say that I do. Would I do it again? <laughs> Probably not, but you know, we can't rewind time. <sighs> so the next question about this topic that, had me freaking out and toiling for a good 30 minutes. <clears throat> and the one that triggered me a lot, because I went through like photos and conversations and emails and stuff, like trying to think about everything that happened during that time. And I had to like really like just do a little meditation to even sit behind this mic after I looked through all of that stuff. Um, the question is, uh, how soon before getting fired did you start seeing signs of things not being right? What changed? 
So that time for me, until I go back and look at the archives of things, like seems very blurry because it was such a stressful time. And it was a time that even everyone down to my husband at the time was saying like, no, you're being paranoid. Like you, this isn't happening. There's no way they could do this. And you know, when it comes to my husband, like he was having my best interests at heart and he didn't want me to fall apart. And he was literally seeing me become this shattered, shattered woman, like so soon after, you know, like we had that big wedding and everything was wonderful. And we welcomed our son into the world and you had all these big, big moments. Like there's no way that could happen to you right now. And everyone, everyone was saying that. And I felt crazy, but I'm not, you know, because here we are. And I knew very swiftly that the signs were like not so subtle. You know, one of my favorite movies from back in the day is called The Age of Innocence. It's got Daniel Day-Lewis, Winona Ryder, Michelle Pfeiffer in it, and it's probably not one you guys have seen. And if you guys have seen it, then damn, we need to be best friends. But it's like a coming of age or, you know, an age movie, a period movie, um, a period film where it's a time in, you know, early 1900s of New York City um, where arranged marriages in America didn't happen, but, you know, you kind of married in your class and you married to unite big families and money was a big thing. And basically, long story short, like, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis is in love with Michelle Pfeiffer, but she'd been married and she was getting a divorce, which back then was like, oh my God, you know, she was a person that didn't go by the rule book, that didn't play by the rules. Hi, just like me, Riley. But he was marrying Winona Ryder, who was the good girl, the one that always went with everything anybody said and never rocked the boat, no matter how unjust it was, to the point that she knew her husband was in love with her cousin and was was like, you know, she still went through her life just da 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 da, da and, you know, basically... Everyone, because of the fact in society, got wind of the fact that she was this scarlet letter on her. And there's a line in that movie that says something to the effect, I can't quote it verbatim, because they have like a a narrator throughout the the film. Um, And they're saying, you know, the signs were not subtle and they were not meant to be. It was more than a simple snubbing. It was an eradication. That line for me, it's so crazy how life and the universe works that that's been my favorite movie since I was like 10. And that line popped in my head the other day when I was thinking about everything and how everything so swiftly swirled into what the fuck? My life as I knew it was over in one fell swoop. So when you asked me when that hurricane started happening, it was probably around July 2022. I got fired November 2022, November 9th. And literally it could have gone either way in my head because I was being told one thing and I was praying for one thing, but in my mind I knew, I knew Things had changed. You know, I was always the girl that was just there 
for everyone. And I was the one that would work so hard ideas and being there to support things. And, you know, there was others that weren't. And it was when those others started coming back around after being kind of absent for a while. And I know that I'm speaking like pretty vaguely right now, but put together the dots that I was like, wow, that went from one thing to a completely other thing. Like, couldn't stand that one and now all of a sudden you're buddy buddy and all of a sudden you got like nicknames and things that you know I would come up with that before would be so cool and amazing and ideas and stuff like that were like shut down and there was just yeah it was an eradication it started you know there was a lot of things going on in my life that if you had listened you wouldn't know it you know we had like a really crazy scare with my husband health wise at that time. And nobody really knew about it, which was crazy because it was such a big part of the show before just five seconds earlier. Remember? And then I had another miscarriage. Nobody really knew about it. And it wasn't really for me not wanting to talk about it. It was also that I didn't trust to talk about it. And also there was only one person on the show that showed interest in me talking about it. After it was like given to us by our advisors and stuff that, you know, all of that kind of talk becomes wet, wet on the air and it becomes, you know, melancholy to talk about that stuff. And I was aware of that because I'd actually given this other person that same type of advice when she was going through the same, you know, type of things that I had gone through. That person called me and was actually wanting me to talk about it. And I knew what that person was doing and I thought it was really horrible. I thought it was really ugly and really gross because it's not like we were cool it's not like we were besties you know like to be fair that person was the only one that sent me any kind of a text to like ask if I was okay because we'd both been through that road together and I was like okay you know I called this person woman to woman and I said you know I just I really appreciate that and it became this thing where it was like oh you maybe you should talk about it like maybe you should open up and I just was thinking in that moment, like, I see what you're doing. You want me to bury myself. <laughs> so then it'll be my bad that I get let go. That'll be a reason. Because everybody, as far as I knew, didn't think there was a reason. There wasn't really one. Again, legalities pause me from a lot of things, but... I remember thinking about that person like, uh, like you are the worst. You're even maybe worse than some people that, you know, like pe- it, it, it was just this veil of like, I'm just this nice person and you are literally trying to use something traumatic that we've both been through to get me to bury myself. Obviously, I was way too smart for that garbage. But I just remember knowing at that point 
with almost certainty that things were going to shatter very soon. Like I'd gotten wind of it before. Like I even, for my own sanity, because remember I had everyone telling me everything was fine, that I started making video confessionals to myself so that one day I wouldn't keep going back and saying like, did you do this? Was it your fault? What did you do? Because I have toiled with that idea, like what could I have done differently? And honestly, nothing because it got to a space where I just couldn't ignore it. And I couldn't just sit by and watch it happen. So I started to ask questions and raise awareness to certain things that I never would have before because I was always the girl that would just let it go. That would just for anything, for the sake of that dream I had, I would eat anything for it. And I sat in that for months watching it all go down and like I was losing my hair. I, I, I have no doubt that if that pregnancy that was there would have been viable, I think it was all the stress of the situation that I lost it. And I still haven't processed that one yet, so. <sighs> but I knew for way longer than it was like really out there. And I, I don't know exactly when the plan of things was, you know, I could have, it could have gone either way. I feel like, you know, because to me too, like my contract was up in December, it was November and I hadn't had a renewal. Now from what I've heard now from a lot of people and you know, this is true for a lot of other people in the industry too. Like the contracts just weren't going out. Like people were like, they were waiting, they were backlogged, whatever the hell. There was reason for that, but I, you know, and there, and because of that, people were saying like, oh, you know, don't worry, you'll get it, da, 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 and I think like maybe had I shut my mouth, things could have gone differently, but not as far as what one person's goal was. And you know where we sit today. I've been so afraid to be more open about this part, terrified actually. And I'm done being afraid. Now look, I'm still not about going and screaming from the hilltops all the details of everything that ever happened. I'm not going to do that because I feel like what you think about, you bring about and the universe hears you in all things and it doesn't matter like what you're saying they're going to bring it's it, you know i just don't want that to be my point of focus right now but i do think it's an important thing to tell people that like and maybe just tell myself because i'm coming up on a few things that i want to talk to you guys about behind this mic that i've really never wanted to I never wanted to resolve that that was the way I was going. I never wanted to resolve to this decision because to me it felt almost as if it was like a giving up thing, but it's not. It's stepping through the door that the universe has opened for me in a bigger way. 
a way that's mine. And this time, it's a decision that I'm making. It's the decision I wish I would have made a long time ago. I wish, you know, not that any of the things that had happened to me hadn't happened because what does not kill you really fucking makes you stronger. Um, But I wish I wouldn't have given up so much of my dignity on the way out because I can still picture in my head, oh God, I just choked on that one meetings and moments and calling my husband after the show and crying my eyes out because I had felt so just validated in what was like not validated, violated in what was happening, watching it all go down, being like, how, how, how do you give your whole soul over to something the way that I did? You know, how did I miss so many moments with my kids? How did I go in sick as a dog and not being able to talk because I was afraid if I didn't, you know, all these things would happen. How? How do you give your soul over to that like that and then have it just crash at your feet? All because one person felt like it. How? But instead of questioning that why, I'm now creating my new why. And in order to do that, I have to let lessen my grip on this one dream that I had for my whole life. But it's not as if I'm letting it go as if it didn't happen. It did. I did it. I made it. And there has to be some huge monumental reason why it didn't continue. And I know if some of you might think that I'm speaking in tongues a little bit right now, but if you've been an OG, we got this fam, you know what I'm saying. That it was the most traumatic thing I've ever been through. And that's saying a lot for a girl that was in so many emotional and physically abusive relationships from the age of four on up. Romantic ones, family ones, friends ones, the girl that has been through miscarriages and her dog passing away and, and you know, literally so many things that I can't even fathom my brain still ticking correctly after that. That right there was the worst four or five months of my life. And it does help me for you guys to ask these questions and care because it means that it wasn't all for nothing. That I can have a story that I will draw inspiration from and hopefully you will too. So am I really scared to hit create episode on the host that hosts this podcast? Yeah, I am. Because I don't want to hurt my family. I don't want to 
say things that are going to cost me later. I don't, I don't want to do that, but something was incredibly compelling me to talk more about it. And if the ghost in the studio tonight is the person that I think it is, I have been asking the universe to send me a sign from you forever because I was actually just talking about you today. And I always say that I would give anything to have one more piece of advice from you. And maybe that was it. <laughs> maybe that was you in heaven. I pray that you're guiding me in a way that's just like, no, you're still going to be my legacy. You're still going to be the one that continues on the work that I couldn't in the way that I would have done it. I hope. And I hope all y'all don't think that I'm just sitting here behind this mic talking crazy, you know, like, cause I know that if you're new to the podcast, you're listening to this going, what the hell is going on? Um, but just know that like, There is a greater story behind any book. And you never judge somebody's book by somebody else's cover. And I'm myself learning not to do that anymore. To see people for who they are, for what they are, and what they show you. And go forth in that and keep it really fucking real. I'm sure a lot of you guys are going to have more questions after this and go, oh, she's being vague and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, like if you are questioning it and, you know, a lot of you guys have sent me questions in the DMs and I'm like, well, what do you think? Because if you're asking that question, you probably already know the answer if you're asking any of these questions. But just do me this favor. If you're going through anything like this right now, that you feel is going to be the end-all, be-all, and the thing that breaks you. Rock bottom is okay. It's the free fall that really sucks. When you're thinking that you just fell off a cliff or you're going up the guillotine or whatever, like you're going up to you know be beheaded and you think that that's going to be the moment that just ends you, it's not. The only thing that ends you is you. You get to decide what you're going to be. You manifest that and you fucking go for it. And it doesn't matter what anybody else does to you. All that matters is how you get back up. And I've had to tell myself that over and over and over again. And every time I look around this podcast studio and I see a gift from you guys, it gives me more hope than anything ever. <sighs> so I hope some of this made sense to you. And yes, I did do a video version of this podcast. So the We Got This Army 
shameless plug here, is going to get it first. I'm going to send it on over to them. So if you haven't signed up, please, reallyreallypodcast.com. There's a link there. Keep the lights on. Support the podcast because hopefully I'm not going to get sued after this. And I'm joking. Let me not manifest that. But if you want to get this video, then the exclusive audio first. Um, yeah, sign up because they're like you're going to get to see those lights flickering. That holy crap scared the shit out of me. Like for it to rock me the way that it did and make me set her on the mic like nothing have has ever in 20 years. Like no celebrity ever did that to me. Shoot, I was 10 feet away from pink and I didn't stutter that bad. But if that was my boy Kane behind that flickering, then thanks, Papa Kane. I hear you. I see you. And I know what I got to do. You guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for being you and listening and keeping my dream alive. You know, I always say the three thank yous are the thing that stamps it into ground and really makes it mean something. And you guys mean the world to me. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you. And hopefully you guys will get those last minute tickets to the vision board event that's going down, not this Saturday, but next Saturday at Creative Motion Events, because I'm going to go into more things about like career and more things about love and more things about money and manifesting that life and how to pay attention to the little moments in life that steer you that way, you know, and how to really shift your mindset from tragic to terrific, which is the cheesiest thing I think I've ever said, but you know, you get it. You get what I'm saying. So questions, comments, concerns at Riley Couture on Instagram, really Riley podcast at gmail.com. Uh, really Riley, uh, for the email, um, sex line. 410-604-8895. And this video, I need to start doing more YouTube stuff. So I'm going to, after the We Got This Army, get it, put it on YouTube. You know what? Let me not promise that yet because that might freak me the F out. At least I know with the We Got This Army that it's like people I can kind of trust. So, Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, you guys. I love you the longest. Um, And I will talk to you on Friday. It's really Riley.